really a book you have to force yourself to read, to finish. It's really difficult. I don't know, I find it, you're, you're yeah, just reading. Able to even relate to these concepts. You have to be a certain type of a mind, perhaps, certain type of personality, perhaps, whatever it may be. I don't think most people that I come across with really could get through it, want to get through it, care about it. They live a simple life. They read, they want to study, they read, Kudashavarashi. Aditabu Torah, it's fine. They want to pray, they just pray. The depths of prayer, of no concern to them. It's almost comical that when I find people, they're praying to Borea Olam, and also the phone rings. Stop Borea Olam, and they go get their phone, they run out of the shul, hi, what's for dinner tonight? You're in the midst of the most profound of human experiences, praying to Adosh Baruch Hu, and your phone is on, and you end up running out of the shul. It's obviously not that profound. Exactly my point, correct. It's something that just, or I could be praying, go to with some kind of question. I'm in the midst of a dialogue with somebody. And your excuse doesn't solve my problem. And if they don't see, they don't get it. You're praying. Wait till I finish, wait till I finish my tefillah, then I'll talk to you. They don't see that. Pray is something that you verbalize, routinizedly so, and you end it. Start a modeani, finish a shabbat, and that's the end of the story. So most people do not really, that I know of, relate to this. But those who have these kinds of issues relate to very profoundly. Example given. Let's say, I, let's say, theoretically, I know a person that had an affair. Extramarital affair, angry at his wife, whatever the case was, and had an affair. On one hand. On the other hand, another person, in this particular case, let's say, is a theoretical woman. She has an affair. One is beset with guilt. Overwhelmingly so. Cannot pray to God because I feel so guilty about what I did. Premaritally, I just can't explain it. Party boss, intimacy, and cannot ever pray to God. Five years later, seven years later, how could, sorry? No, no, it's okay. So she said, I can't pray to God. What do I do? I just, I can't, I feel guilty. The other guy, no big deal. Doesn't bother him. He'll be your hazan and your kippur and say everything around. He doesn't see it. He just is not a very profound person. He had a momentary lapse. Forgive and forget. Come on. In Baya, no story. So she's a woman that you give Allah Teshuvah, Rabbi Savajish, work on repentance to, and she says at the end, when I, she gave the book, she read it, says, I feel atoned. Reading the book gave her a profound experience of what atonement means, what Kapara is all about, and she says, and I didn't pursue it, of course not, it's a private issue. She said, I feel atoned for. He doesn't even raise the question. He assumes he's atoned for. So that's a simple approach to life. She's more profound. She reads these works and says, I get it. He does not. He may think he does, but he does not. Good. So now, what is the primary factor of Rabbi Salavajah? Where does it really all come to? Where does it all go? Give me five more minutes. Where does it all come from? So now, many will challenge and say that he contradicts himself all over the place. They'll give two classes, and they'll be different. Now, they don't get, this is what's interesting, which I do get, which they don't get, is that every time you approach a source, you do so mehadash. You do so without any preconceived notions. In other words, you read a pasuk last month, last week, and today. You may have a different understanding, different interpretation. So what I said last month, may different than what I'm saying today. Does that make sense to everybody? It should. 
because you're ongoingly engaged creatively with Talmud Torah, especially if your goal is creativity. And we'll come to next week where his goal is creativity. Those who read Perashah and are not filling the of Talmud Torah. You read Yakut Yosef and you read Bar, that's not it. Your job, and we'll see it next week from his point of view, is to lidamot la to do what Bore Olam does, to create. Bore Olam is all about creating. Mehadesh what does Mehadesh mean? He creates newly every single day. But Not so metaphorically. But there's so many different interpretations, Robert, that you, you don't know which interpretations to take. They're all. No, I'm saying no, no. When you read, when you read Pedashah or the ter- interpretation of that Pedashah, you get 20 rabbis with 20 different reasons. What would I let you tell you? You should interpret. You have to use you're your head. Qual- you're not qualified. How could you go against Ibn Arabi's? Not going against. How could you, how could adding you go a against layer. Adding a layer. Not going against. You're adding a layer. And we might analyze your labor. I can give you an assignment. Take any passage you want from next week's Pirasha and bring your ideas, your thoughts. And we could analyze them. They may be valid, they may be invalid, whatever they may be. But they may be very insightful. And what's true for you as an existentialist, truth is not absolute, truth is in your context. So you might find a pasuk that deals with your life situation and you find an interpretation of this that works. And how do you know what's right? It doesn't have to be right, truthful. It has to be a valid possibility. But you don't know. You don't know. So that's go, why you have... You go, you go, because you're going up against giants. You're not going up against them. You're, as they... <coughs> you, you analyze each word as it comes out. <coughs> you analyze each word. What does this word mean? How does this word... How do I understand what Torah drives... That's what makes Torah Torah. Now we keep on going forward with it. I don't say, because she says something I can't dif- disagree with her, or just add in the layer. Now, she would tell you that. Okay. What does she say when his grandson, Rashbam, says, Grandpa, you got it wrong. He said, Ta'ahoni ibni, in Yiddish, he didn't say it in Arabic, and he said, bless you. Not that you're right, but that you're engaged in the Mitzvah Torah, which is to create a new idea. Maybe it's invalid, or valid. There's a difference between something that's something is legitimate and valid. Legitimate means whether it's true or false. Valid means it's a possibility. So if you explain, let's say, explain that as meaning multiple deities, that's not true. That's invalid. But we say it means, but the Olam said, I want to create man with the help of heaven, or, <coughs> or with angels, or could you think of a more profound interpretation? What does Torah say, in the plural? It can make you... Question on the about. wrong track. Yes, question, challenge, down. Let us. Who's the us? So now we know Bode Olam is alone. Yahi No others. Why does he communicate to Moshe? Na'ase Adam. Which gives you room to think there's a plurality. There's no plurality. There's only one. Why do he say that? It's a good question. Sorry? Yes, yes, yes. What does it teach you? Let approach life in general. Okay, perhaps. Good. Did Shunim say that? <coughs> Good. And I'm hopefully that you didn't... <coughs> hopefully, if you didn't read that and you just thought of that, that's wonderful. Because you thought of an idea that teaches us how to approach creativity. You approach it with a plurality. Other people, ideas, opinions, whatever they be. So we all could try to think of an, a more personal understanding of it. 
Does it mean we shall, we shall speak to angels? Because that's the don't accept what they said. That's their context. What's your modern understanding? The way he understands Adam Bechavai, the only man of faith, is astounding, is extraordinary. A new interpretation. Not like that she, not anybody else, but it's brilliant, insightful, it's that which gives you understanding. So one should try to create on his own. So creativity will get to. Right now we're saying that it's all about man and all about halacha. Halacha is the unifying thread through all of his works. Whatever he's going to talk about, it's all going to be rooted in halacha itself. Any idea that's outside the realm of halakha is invalid. Every Jewish idea that is rooted in halakha and grows out of it is valid. So he would criticize, the, let's say, the conservative or reformed thinkers. They have all these great ideas, but they're not rooted in halakha. Bottom line, everything has to be halakha. Why that is and how to express that, we'll talk about next week. If somebody wants to read in advance, I have some copies. But next week we'll talk about the centrality of halakha and creativity in Hidushi Torah. Have a great day. Thank you for coming. Did you see the name of this? Did you see? Yeah, one did.